Hello and welcome to the Re-Evolve Media Revolution podcast, where we interview hip-hop artists from across Canada and learn the different approaches taken towards the craft and how artists create and develop alter egos that evolve with their own personalities over time. Today's episode features Nolan Ryan. One fascinating thing about artists and human beings in general, we don't often consider how the character they portray is part of the work. Some do this intentionally, while others completely subconsciously. It becomes more obvious when we consider how many artists make up names different from their own, often presenting an unfiltered view on the world that may be sensitive or even counter to their actual beliefs. A parallel with this to society is how people portray themselves on Instagram or other social media outlets, in a way pushing boundaries and viewing life from a unique perspective that is not as effective outside of the character. The individual presents themselves as who they see best fits the themes they wish to explore or the identity they wish to portray, confined within the understanding of their views and experience. An analogy that comes to mind for artists is that the songs are the pages, the albums, EPs, or other collections are the chapters, and the artist is the book with a beginning, an end, and potential sequels or derivative work. Nolan Ryan mentions an upcoming rebranding in this podcast, and as you'll see moving forward, that is the plan for myself as well. I used to view moves like this as abandoning previous efforts. Why would you want to rewrite the same book from scratch when you've already come so far? I take it would be a similar reason as to why, if given the opportunity, most of us would travel back in time with our current knowledge at hand. The benefits are substantial. A new book, a fresh story, characters that have an advanced understanding of what was previously uncharted territory, a new way to present the self that feels more in tune with the growth that has been achieved that wasn't possible prior. Maybe it's common for people to fear change because they fail to associate it with growth. When I do that now, I become terrified of becoming stagnant. So here's to growth. Here's to everything we've learned in the past and to every challenge we will face in the future. And here's Nolan Ryan. What is up, everyone? I've got Nolan Ryan here with me. What's up, brother? Not much, man. Just keeping it keeping it alive, you know? it alive that's all we can do these days and you're uh you're born and raised in edmonton alberta and what i've got here is that you handle all your behind the scenes work for your brands and is that your brands nolan ryan and no question who or are they kind of two separate brands yeah so um like you said yeah born and raised edmonton alberta um i do pretty much yeah handle everything they are separate essentially no question who productions is the fuel to fund nolan ryan interesting I just wanted to keep it all in the same space and just um, learning that aspect. So if I do dive into things, my own personal things, um, and I can maybe separate a little more from No Question Productions and be like when I'm working on my videos with um, videographers or mixing engineers or whatever, I know the front and back of it. So there's never like, um, you know, a curtain that I'm like, oh, okay, sure, just go ahead and do whatever. Or I want it to sound like this, but I can't explain it, you know? interesting so would you say that it kind of began with no question who um it was kind of a hybrid it really began with um i wasn't super confident in my sound and so instead of me going to studio and dumping a bunch of money in there and getting tracks that i'd throw away um i slowly invested in a little audio technica mic and some logic pro and me and a buddy would just kind of record on instrumentals and then from there i was more looking at it like why would i spend thousands of dollars here that stuff i might throw away 
when I could spend thousand dollars in education and then have all that stuff that I throw away, but I never really lose that money because I have that knowledge. Interesting. So let's talk about that educational background, thousands of dollars. Where'd you pour it into? So um, initially leaving school, uh, high school, I dove into this little entry program at Power Sound, which is now Velveteen Studios. Um, that was like, a, I think, three to four month program. It was really more entry course. And they just kind of went over the basics, compression, EQ, recording, all that. From there, um, pretty much just trial and error, working with local artists. And then I finally decided to step it up a bit. And I went to Pixel Blue College in Edmonton here. And I got that all funded through a grant. So I actually didn't pay for that. That's solid, bro. How'd you scoop up that grant? Is it just through your previous work? Um, so that, I, I was in the studio with an artist. And the one guy, I was talking about going to LA for school, um, like Full Sail or something like that. And he said, honestly, there's a place in Edmonton that's, because he went to LA. And he said, LA is very money-based. So if you don't, it's pretty much like you go to your classes, you learn from the instructor. And then they just want that payment at the end of the month. There's no like one-on-one time. I mean, there is, but it was very like touch and go. And it's yeah. like so many people. So it's like, he said, honestly, the best thing to do is go to this. So he showed me this uh, company called Prospect. And their whole philosophy is like, if you can no longer work in the current field you're in, then we'll get you the funding to get to the uh, the, the knowledge and the skills, the training to be in the, the new field. So actually, a bunch of uh, drunken night fights kind of was the usual uh, in my high school days and a little bit of post high school, um, there was a fight that broke out on White Ave and the, I ended up getting my, uh, orbital shattered. Oh fuck. Yeah. So what the, did, was it uh contact with the fist or with the ground? Yeah. So it was with the fist. So uh, th- this one guy was Bro. going off with my buddy and, uh, long story short, I knew the fight was going to happen. So I ate my pizza quick and then I went to swing <laughs> at this guy and this guy's like six, five. <laughs> And his buddy, yeah. who's 5'5", five, five, is right there on the left of me. And he just had a clean shot. One hit, shattered me. And that was pretty much it. So then just recovery from there. And then I just, like, he told me about this whole thing. So I, I kind of, I was in construction with my dad. So I, like, used this whole story, which is, like, valid. Because my eye was messed up. So, like, cutting yeah. steel and all that stuff is pretty dangerous. For sure, for sure. Um, so then I went to Prospect. And I said, yes, yeah, my situation. Here's a doctor's note. Looking at this whole thing funded. And they set up the program that... It was fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety-five, so it would just meet that fifteen grand requirement. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So then go through that whole process, and yeah, they ended up covering it all. Holy crap! And so, how many years of experience in the industry did you have before this? Um, I would say I had a good. I went there probably twenty. I was probably twenty-three or twenty-four. So I'd say I was roughly like four or five years in. But it was a lot okay. of like get with the buddies, get stoned, work on some music, very like touch and go, part-time stuff. Yeah. Okay. Almost like I don't know if the am- the word amateur is appropriate to use in this scene. Yeah, I would definitely say amateur. It was really to step it above amateur. That's why I went to Pixel Blue. Yeah. Or or I don't know if it's fair to say that's like like because it's still technically underground music if it's not mainstream, right? But it was like yeah. the more the less professional sounding, I guess, beforehand. Yeah, it was a lot of <clears throat> presets, and um, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm just going to do this, and it sounds decent enough. But I see what you're saying. It was like it was your typical the garage band music, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what it is, the garage band music. That's crazy, man. That's interesting to hear. So w- roughly when was this that you first uh right before you got into the school, sorry, just to timestamp it. Um, let's see. I always like to reference the diploma there because it keeps me on hey, my timelines. Uh, that's beauty, see. man. So twenty fourteen is was when you finished? Yeah, I think we started early January. And actually, the worst part about it is I um, 
I was driving with a buddy to a party and um, we had like one or two shots of Henny and we're driving there and I had to turn around because I made this wrong turn and there was a RCMP there. So he pulled me over and long story short, he breathalyzed me. I tried to convince him, no, it's all good. And I was legal limit, but I had the GDL. So you can't drink type thing. So they just kind of zero tolerance. Yeah, so they ended. I ended up getting my license suspended, so I was bus into school. So it was the full school experience. Damn, dude! And I was—is that the reference in your track, Blessings? Um, yeah, that actually is. That's that was, crazy. Because it was that same friend. There was a situation with him there, and there was a situation where we're in this like um, very public parking lot that was like way out in the like the back area of this like public parking lot where like it was two vehicles and the RCMP pulled in, and we were like hot box mid blunt. And they pulled oh, this up. Is, and, is, so this is a reference to two separate occasions, but on the same line. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt the story, but yeah, go for it. Oh no, that, that actually now that I think about it, there's like same homie, but three situations with the cops. There's the, the one in the the one in the <laughs> so the first situation was the the blazing weird hotbox, and like this car was like no tint. It was like blunt still burning, and they pull in, and RCMP is the worst. Like they're gonna check oh, dude, you, you know? For sure. Yeah. So they literally pulled in, and a part of me was just like. I don't know. I feel like we're good, but I'm like, we're literally fucked here. And they just turned around and drove off. And then that's crazy. That's crazy. No warning, no nothing. No, didn't even like, Hey, what are you guys doing here? You're the only vehicle other than this like camper that looks abandoned. And then, uh, the second one was the, yeah, like I don't condone obviously drinking and driving. And I mean, stupid kid, but we were like, probably uh, like between like four or five of us, a forties deep of, um, Belvedere. And then maybe like, a quarter or halfway through another bottle and like literally just driving and they pulled us over and he had curfew and I, I was like, shouldn't be driving. And, yeah. uh, he's like, walk over to me and he said, what's going on? And I just, you know, Hey man, like I've been working nights, you know, seven days a week. I'm just exhausted. Like da da da. I'm like, all right, well you guys can, uh, head her home. I feel like the situation was, it was like 4am and he's like, I don't want to go to the, do this paperwork. And like, for sure. They're like a block from their house. I don't know. But th- that was that. And then the other one was just like, yeah, oh, that was you're legal a block limit. away. That probably saved you too. I think that was the big key because he's like, man, yeah. they're home. Like, what are yeah. they going to do? So, yeah, I mean. And then the so third? The third one was that one where I like was legal limit and they oh, like okay, okay. let me go. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's wild, bro. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot what brought up these stories though. Um, yeah, Which I don't part know. We were at. It was about, uh, oh, taking the bus, maybe, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To school. Right. And also, yeah. the, the funny thing is, that was the homie that I started recording with, like me and him. Is that uh, Eric Rash? No, that was uh, Eman. His, his uh, rap name was Cough. Cough, okay. He had, I just he had a, a bunch of names. So. Yeah, well, I can't I can't find any of your music before 2018, but I'm sure you've got a decent amount of releases or stuff that you have put out since you uh, got out of school around 2014. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. Um, there's different pseudonyms and different SoundClouds. They're probably like a lot of them live within SoundCloud. Hey, um, nothing ever hit the streams until Nolan Ryan, which is that cheese mixtape. Yo, what were your yeah. aliases beforehand? Uh, the first one was. Um, I think it was just, yeah, no question was the original one. Okay. Um, so the first guy I was working with initially, he's like, we need to think of a name for you. He's like, and he's like, no question. That's the one. So we ended up kind of rocking with that. That was like producer. Just landed on it and ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of just went with that. And then, um, I actually had a very, very, very first was radius. That was the beginning. And then there was some kind of intermittent names that never stuck. They were like a single song. And then it went to no question. And then eventually 
um, I took uh, adapted Nolan Ryan there, and that's been the go. Interesting. Were the tra- were the transitions in uh, what you called yourself? Were they like vital changes, or were they just kind of like organic changes, or like big life changing moments? You know what I mean? Um, I'd say Radius was just getting away from that the original name, and then no okay. question was kind of just like branding. It's, yeah, it's everything is the same. Uh, IGs, Twitters, all that stuff, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. The Nolan Ryan one was definitely the shift because, like, I was named after Nolan Ryan, the baseball player. Oh, interesting. See, that's the when I googled your name, that's the first thing that came up, and I'm like, okay, time time to dig a little deeper. But I didn't know it was after that. Yeah, that's the. It's funny because when I people ask to look at my music on YouTube, it's like Nolan Ryan, the baseball player. Like, bro, like you got to be bigger than this Hall of Famer (laughs) to pop up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's not your birth name. No, that's not my birth name. Ooh, okay. Let's talk about it. So yeah, so I was named after baseball player, and the whole tie of it, everything together was um, like I feel like growing up throughout my childhood, I was, there's was a lot of um, you know you you I was like in a sense you know parents are working, so I was in a sense raised by my friends, raised by the daycare system, you know your peers. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. So a lot of influence in that sense, and um, I was very like subjective to like oh like when I was young, one friend of mine said uh we were eating like pigs and he's like, bro, what are you like on a diet? You're trying to lose weight. I was like, no man. So then I just like overate and became a fat kid. <laughs> and then like the whole concept of like, I would kind of tie this into like the partying and the fighting and stuff in the sense of like, you know, everybody's going to the bar, getting drunk, looking for girls, you know, being aggressive, being a big tough guy. So all that was kind of, I look at, um, the way, I, the way I break it down is like my building blocks were sand and sticks that everybody else kind of built. Yeah. So eventually, um, certain like relationship things happen with, with female that kind of brought me back to earth. And then I reset it and I'm just like, you know, I'm going to build myself with a concrete foundation to the point where like no female, no um, life occurrence, no death, no anything, no outside opinion can really affect um, my foundation. Like if I, if I fall, I'm only falling like a few centimeters. I'm not dropping down back to the ground, you know? Yeah. Off of this like rickety shitty thing that other people made. Exactly. That's and then that's interesting. So then I looked at the whole Nolan Ryan situation. It's like I was named after him. And my so back to that whole situation of like letting other people dictate my life is like um my football number when I played football is I always wanted like twenty five because that was my favorite player's number. And uh they gave me thirty four and I was like, Man, I don't want thirty four. Like I just like hated Shit. the number. And then yeah. one day I just noticed it in my football picture. I was like, Man, I'm thirty four. And that's Nolan Ryan's number thirty four. That's crazy. So then all kind of tied back. And then I got it tatted on my hands because just like I wanted to be like the first thing people say, like, oh, what's this tattoo mean? You know, I'm an artist. I, this is my pride. This is my passion. This is my journey. You know, this is the story I've created. Exactly. So there is there's um, I don't want to give too much information, but there's a, a rebranding in the near future where I'm going to fully take shape of um, the my I do like the the name, the brand, like the image of that I'll become. Like that will be my lineage and like what I'll propel myself to, you know, um, success. So I do yeah. have a rebranding in the works, but I'm just kind of like making sure Nolan Ryan is fully fleshed out and like everything's out there and then I can really dive in, you know? That's awesome, man. I love that. And I kind of figured that something was coming mm-hmm. given there's a, there's been a few hints dropped, but uh, let's, I, I'm super, super curious because we you've you've brushed on the topics a little bit, and there's like huge contrast in your music from from 
the first stuff I can find in 2018, your four track cheese there and mm. ob- for like obvious reasons and then your stuff now. So let's, let's talk about cheese for a bit. Cheese. So cheese was, uh, sitting in the vault for a while. And, uh, um, I would, I would imagine. Yeah. It was like, it was a mixture of like, you know, finding my sound, you know, my sound to my heart is like, you know, like Chris Brown, pop R and B, Bryson Tiller, um, Tory Lane's kind of sound. That's really like yeah. the soul stuff, but I've always, was surrounded by rappers and artists. So I was always, okay, I'm going to go with that lane. And then I did kind of base um, myself based off judgment of peers and like, just like the industry of like, okay, trap music and rap music. And, you know, and I know I'm not going to state that like it was Fugazi, like everything I've ever said in a track definitely has substance to it, but um, it just, it wasn't true to my sound, Um, but with cheese. So I sat on cheese for a while and the beginning of the year came, um, no, that was before this. Um, so backtrack. So cheese, yeah. So it was like a kind of like a, a double entendre in a sense or like a hidden meaning. Like the fact of like it's cheesy because it's all like trap music in a sense. But at the same time, yeah. it was just like tying like, all those songs together and like finding my way through that sound, I guess. Interesting. So like just kind of in a sense, it's hard to say it because the, the, the cheesiness actually kind of references it kind of quite enough. But it is kind of just like... It was like a necessary step or a necessary evil or a necessary whatever it was. It was necessary. Yeah, I just wanted to like flesh out that lane and just be like, okay, let's let's go. I mean, I was definitely more amateur at that level, but like, well, let's just go with this. See if this, see if this pops, see if people take to this. And like my image, my style, my my vibe, and then my passion and my heart too, weren't 100% in it. So I feel like that's where the resistance came of like, yeah, it was amateur. Yes, it was not true to my foundation. And people can like, subconsciously see through that a true listener i'd say yeah interesting well it's i guess he, the reason i'm pointing out the contrast because it is a lot of in in the project itself i could could only find actually two of the tracks um one of the tracks just a remix of sorry three of the tracks one of the tracks being just a remix and then uh, it, it's deep and dark in the night which you did two music videos for as well mm-hmm. um yeah, and then you did focus on kind of like the heavier, darker subject matter, which is against the grain for the majority of your music that you're putting out these days. Um, and you said you were sitting on it for quite a while. Is there a reason that uh, that's kind of the way it is? Um, I feel like it was just a point in my life where I was at uh, in the sense of like, you know, um, just working with with homies on lucrative stuff and like being involved around people that are, you know, involved in lucrative stuff and just like trying to find my own lane and where like I really fit. And uh, along with the music shit. Yeah. And like a lot of the darkness is more just like internal struggles of like um, really embracing what I'm going through and like understanding that um, a gem I found recently, which is like, it's been repeated over millions of times, but in this St. John interview, he talks about your dream and he says like, um, your dream is for you to see, like only you're going to see it. Like everybody's going to say, I don't believe you or they believe you, but they don't because they don't see it. It's for you to dream, for you to build, for you to show them. And that was a struggle I found. Why don't people see this? Why don't people encourage this? Why do people so resistant towards this? Interesting. I like that. Is that is, so it's essentially saying that nobody can really truly see the image or as the way that you see it. And you can only try and get closer and closer to making them uh, have that vision as well. Yeah, that's how I interpret it. It's really that like, you know, in a sense of God, God has given you this journey. God has given you this path and this vision. And like, that's for you to see and for you to accomplish. And like, you can't force it down the throat because they don't see out your eyes. They don't see the, I mean, the time you put in, the effort you put in, the work, the the money you've invested. They just see 
the facts that are in front of them. So then for you to be so hard on yourself by like, wow, they don't, they don't appreciate me doing this and this and that and spending this money and doing this and so on and so forth. It's like, it's, it's your dream. It's you, you literally see the, you see the top of the mountain. They only see the bottom of it. So how do you expect them to like see the top when like, it's your eyes you're looking through. They're looking through their own eyes, you know, and maybe their own eyes are very critical of like, that's not realistic or right now. I do not see that happening for you. Like right now, your sound is basic amateur. I don't want to listen to it. You're never going to get there, you know? Heavy. Crazy. Man, the part of the subject matter and part of relating to it in, in, in like we we're talking about, like the, the journey that you go through and even relating it to God now is that even in the titles of the track, man, Deep and then Dark in the Night, it's just like what I took from it is that it was relating to maybe a scenario you were in or had been in before. And it's just like you, it's as part of your environment and you're just kind of like a witness to it, but you're also deep involved in it as the track title says and then one of your next releases in 2018 way out is an entire contrast of that is there a reason that you wanted to build that that uh entire contrast you know honestly it's like that's like a a new um a new eyesight for me to look out of like a different perspective is what i mean to say i've never looked at it that way but if if you literally sit back like i've never analyzed my own music i always just like ought to be better i do better for sure for sure but that literally like is like facts right there literally i was exactly how you explained that and then a way out is me transitioning finding my way out and then building to the stature so i'd say you definitely hit that like right on the head it's really interesting because though because it's like this is like the last two three years i guess now since we're almost out of 2020 but Mm -hmm. uh, like you said you were sitting on the project for a while so what when you were releasing it was this still kind of your environment that you during like kind of way out was your transition out. And then in 2019, you've got tracks that are completely against that grain. So you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. And the big switch is like where I, before I was jumping ahead of myself was this, the, in the, the following preceding year, there's a lot of people I worked with on the beginning. And a lot of it was like, you know, I totally respect the fact that I'm starting up that my sound and my equipment and my, maybe not my equipment, but more my knowledge and my skill is lacking For sure. and, and not yeah. there, but there was a lot of manipulation and a lot of, um, I'll help you exposure, exposure, this, do this for free, do this for 20 bucks, do this for zero dollars. We're, we're in a team. And then I was always about the team and building a team. Cause you look at TDE and like good music and all those kind of guys that have built, you know, strength in numbers. But a lot of it was, um, do this, do that, do all this for free. And my time was dedicated and devoted into other people's projects. And it really hit me at the end of that year when I got my Spotify unwrapped and it was like, you have a total of like, 58 minutes streaming so it's like it wasn't even an hour it's like this is my future and i've given all these guys my time energy effort and you know was the money there no was the uh equal like okay you do this i do this we balance each other out there's not there there's a lot of you know situations of like financial where you know you're putting up money and the other side of it's just like you know oh i put up money last month so i'm not putting up this month and it's like very mean um you know like irrelevant shit and it's like you're trying to build a brand but it's just like picking at each other and then you look at where have those people gone with the product that you've given them sure it's not the greatest product but they're the promotion is like less than two weeks and then there's no more follow-up to it they don't they don't care about it they they're living their life going to the bar doing their thing and teach its own everybody's got to go through their own journey but the way out was really just i'm giving everybody my everything and i'm spinning in a circle and where i want to go is going absolutely nowhere. Dude, that's so amazing. Because even you said it, the line is, or you said it in the track, the line is, take care of myself. That's all I care about. You know, exactly. 
And that's the, that's the, that's more or less the way out. And that's, yeah. And that's like, that's where your fundamentals should be. Should be. So I kind of reassess myself and say, you know, what, like I got to, I give them all. And, I, and at the beginning of that year, I did separate from a whole bunch of people. And you know, the, the sad part of it was I had had a couple of shows and, you know, the first two shows, none of them showed up to it. The third show, I don't think anybody showed up to it. The fourth show, some of those people started to show up to it, but it's like, you know, a lot of people wouldn't really give me the time of day because I wasn't um, sacrificing my whole livelihood to give them a product for free. Man, love that. We're going to take that quick break that I told you about. Sound good? Cool. Yeah. Beauty. All right. We're going to listen to a track by Nolan Ryan. This one is called All White. Enjoy. Everybody, I am back with Nolan Ryan. How you feeling, bro? Good, man. Still, still yeah. here living, you know? Another living, day in paradise. Living. Yeah, here we go, man. Paradise of the mind, right? We, we were just talking about your track way out before we uh, listened to one of your tracks there in the middle. Talking about uh, transition kind of in that regard. Uh, the main focus being taking care of yourself, that being all you care about, or the main thing to being taking care of yourself. Um, shortly after, in 2019, you released uh, Sober. Sober freestyle, I can see here. 
Yeah, so sober freestyle. That was really uh as as we left off there, that was me just like separating and just being like, it's time to sober up. It's time to, you know, look in the mirror and really see like what's good. Like I was very uh dived in and just focused on um putting the pieces together and just just building traction, just dumping on music and just do a video, do a song, back to back to back to back, but never looking at the business, never looking at the big picture. And uh sober it was just like, yeah, sobering up and saying, man. Some people got to go. Some things got to be more prioritized than other. And um, started off big with that one. Yeah, that one got a lot of love. Oh, dude, it, it's a really dope track. But did this all happen kind of like overnight or was it a transition? Um, it was kind of just slowly building up. Um, I was starting to see cracks and flaws in certain situations. and uh, yeah, Relating to like overall life or relating to music and career? Uh, relating to just definitely like discipline routines on myself. Um relating to relationships within industries uh in the industries uh relationships with homies and just yeah a lot of that yeah all 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 the above and surrounding just kind of seeing it all starting just seeing from a new perspective i guess you could say and so sobriety seemed to be the key yeah that seemed to be the key even though i didn't start sobriety at that point yet but Actually, well, the, I guess the, it's the the goal of sobriety as an intention is the seems to be the the path. Let's call it. Yeah, exactly. But in a sense, though, too, I also had um, there was a product I was working on within that called Migraine Aura. So I had um, I get these migraines. I always had them as a kid. I think it's from like getting concussions in football or just. Oh shit! I'm pretty sure that's the, that's what my conclusion has been. Yeah, um, how often? Um, they would kind of come and go randomly. And then I kind of pinpointed them down to when I when I get really drunk, because um, I found when I drink, when I used to drink, I'd be like very excessive with it, and like okay, I need, I'm at this point, I need to sustain this point, and then go overboard, and then I would have my hangover, and the following day, um, I would get these migraines and like these like crippling migraines, and they got worse and worse to the point where like my arm would go numb and my face would go numb, and like it expanded to like I thought I was having like a brain aneurysm or a stroke because like. I couldn't connect, like, in a sense, football players, like if you said, like, Rob Gronkowski or, like, uh, Tom Brady or, like, Peyton Manning, I didn't have any connection in my brain to, like, who they were. I just knew the names. That's, like, kind of the state your mind was in during these? No, that's just what the... So I, like, went to the doctors and got checked out, and it ended up being that I have migraine aura. So the migraine was induced with this aura to the fact of, like, where I couldn't connect these things. And the, the fact of me drinking and, like, getting hungover, I, my... um conclusion of it is like i feel like when you when you drink you you deplete all that that water and that oxygen from your brain so then the next day after the the hangover it goes into shock so then that was my body just like you know being like here's here's you're getting the full force of this you know so then me sobering up is was me like i guess in a sense yeah it was me cutting the alcohol down like severely to like if i'm out drinking it's like two three drinks like i'll get a buzz i'll get i'll you know catch a vibe but like there's no need to be excessive, you know, because that's what I have to deal with. Interesting, man. See, when my my knowledge of migraine auras, I thought it was literally because I've experienced migraines before as well, crippling, not to the extent that you have. That's that's insane. But my my thought of migraine auras was it was like your eyesight, you just kind of see a little bit of like the light kind of creates halos type thing. I had no idea it was like a like a physiological brain thing. That's crazy. I think, yeah, I think it's more of like the the deeper part of it because if you look it up it does say like the whole like mirage like an aura yeah and um it's i mean like part be, of it yeah to be honest with you i feel like the doctor is very just like because like i went in there once and like it happened once and it went away and then it happened again and i was like okay i need to go and i call like that health link and they're like they're like pretty much 
10 out of 10 times are going to tell you to go there because if you die and we don't tell you to go there, it's on us. Yeah, yeah. So I was there from like 11 to like 4 a.m. I'm like, yo, I'm out of here. And then we went back and like the doctor's like, you know, it's super busy, but based on what you're telling me, this is what you have. So it was never like, Oh, dude, that's like I said, I've experienced migraines before and and no doctor I've ever been to has told me anything useful or prescribed me anything that actually has been effective. Yeah, they're just like, take journals or Google shit or like, I don't know, it's very touch and go. And now it's like, good luck. (laughs) Oh, dude, for sure. No one, no one actually has it figured out. Well, do you have, let's, I guess that's where we're going with this. You were talking about a product. Uh, Sorry, you cut out there. Oh, I said, I, I guess that's where we were going with this because I never found an actual solution of you. Oh, um, there's a guy I used to work with and uh, he gave me the secret sauce. And like the secret sauce. So like they do tell you, they, the one guy told me is taking a leave. And if it's like, like, well, I'll, I can feel the migraine coming on because like I'll start to disassociate thoughts and then my arm will go numb, my face will go numb. But if I take in a leave, then that just like, it like neutralizes it. But also like you don't want to like abuse that because it's like bad on your liver and so on and so forth. And you probably become dependent. So like one's not going to do it. So you need two and I need three. And like, um, but the secret sauce is this guy used to work with. He's like, honestly, take, he's like, drink Gatorade. Because Gatorade is going to revitalize those electrolytes and shit. And like, that's my savior. Every time a migraine or headache comes on, I just like slam back Gatorade. No shit. And it's like, it works. It's uh, uh, 10 out of 10 times it saved me, you know? What? 10 out of 10? So even to this day, do you still, do you still feel them coming on to this day? Um, I don't get them excessive. I do, if I like, my body I feel is in a regimen if I don't eat at certain times or like stress it and pull away like water and like food that it'll, they'll creep in and I can feel them. Um, so I just like drink the gator. But yeah, I've never had like the extent of what they were just because I don't drink excessively anymore. Interesting. That's crazy. I wonder if that's re- was related to mine as well because I don't really drink excessively anymore and it's been about two years since I had a migraine. I can't really remember my last one. Yeah, maybe that's the... I do feel like that whole concept that I've like... That um, when I put my doctor hat on and my, you know, I figured like, okay, it's because you're hungover. Your brain doesn't have water <laughs> or oxygen. Yeah, yeah. I was used to say your brain like... I feel like your brain like swells up or like shrinks me, but I don't know, some shit of like, it's not being, you know, it's not getting nutrients and shit. So yeah. that's like what causes that. Like it goes in shock and it's like, here's a migraine. Congratulations. You know? Oh, that's, that's <laughs> such a trip, man. Well, okay. <laughs> Back to your music, like around that time. It also seems like uh, you're relating this era to uh, somebody personal in your life. Cause I feel like there's some reference in your lyrics as well as in your track, Beige Lawrence Skirt. Right. So there's like, um, I don't know, there's, a, there's a, within this whole transition, like I always believed in this is kind of like a off topic, but it's still on topic. So <laughs> I always believe that like, I always want to turn a life and like live forever, you know, obviously all going to die. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I know I, I feel wanted, you on that. Yeah. You know, not some like Russian put my brain in a robot type thing, but like, just like, <laughs> you know, eternal life, like just um, immortalize myself. Exactly. You know, so that, and then just like, I'm always like very fixated or like very passionate about love, but like purest, like real love, like the the core of it, not like, oh, I love you or like, you know, I love the taste of this type thing. Like, yeah, you know? the, it goes goes without saying. It's like more of a feeling than a de- you can describe it. Exactly. It's like you're willing to like die for this person because it's like that deep, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, so I was very fixated on that. So I was very like, so eventually um, just speaking with different people and situations and like, um, God kind of came into my conversation and I started praying to God and stuff. And then different um, people spoke with me and like, you know, a lot of religions are very culty and like shove it down your throat. Like you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to be here. You need to think this, you need to act this. But then they all, not all of them, but a lot of them 
do that. And then you talk to them and they're sitting there bashing people and they're sitting there sinning and they're sitting there, you know, doing the opposite of what they're trying to shove down your throat. But then, but they're like on your throat being like, you need to do this. Like you were never going to, it's like everything you're doing is just a waste of time because you're not doing this. So then, yeah, it's just, it's just built for like condemning. Yeah. And like, I took my interpretation and people are saying you need to go to church and you accept Christ in your heart. And I was like, you know what? When the time comes that I found God, and the time comes that I accept Christ, and the time comes that I go to church, and the time comes that I pray to God and do all these things is when God decides for me to do that and when the time comes. I'm not going to force it. And if it never happens, it never happens, you know? But you believe in God. Yeah, I believe in God. And I've definitely accepted Christ in my heart and had a huge shift in my life because of that. I like the way that you say it, man. I like the way that you say it like that. That's really cool. And it brings us to this next track as well that you've also released in 2019 titled Angels. This one's on YouTube, I found. Yeah, Angels. So that um, all intertwined in the sense of all that. So the 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 references in the, as you were saying before, um, just backtracking, but it was all kind of this. So I, with all this alignment, I found like, you know, there's one person for you. There's a person you're meant to be with. So I was kind of uh, infatuated, I guess you could say, with somebody that like I, I started connecting things and maybe it was true maybe down the future you know i, I was i was um seeing something but um i had a lot of passion for them so they kind of inspired those couple of songs like beige on skirt and a couple of things like that and just things that i did to them and certain things that i feel were a passive line but oh, i so mean it's a it's a hypothetical person no it is a real person oh it's a real person okay yeah so um <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the situation is maybe hypothetical because I don't know things. Maybe, maybe you know, it's all about timing, right? Maybe the time wasn't right. So I let it be what it is. But yeah, um, yeah. So a lot of that. And then Angels was kind of going off to, uh, it was like a dedication to my auntie who passed. And um, there's things like with her, like um, I was recently told around that time that like when I was born, the umbilical cord was like wrapped around my neck and my mom didn't know. So she's like, you know, giving birth, like pushing whatever. And um my aunt was there and saw it and she's like, whoa, whoa, stop, stop. He's choking. He's choking. So she literally like saved my life, you know? Oh, damn. That's a crazy the doctor story. Was like, yeah, the doctor is like down the hall. He's like, yeah, you're good. You're not going to give birth. Like whatever. I'm going on break. And like, boom, the water bursts. And like my auntie like somewhat, you know, gave like was the doctor in that situation, you know? That's absolutely wild, dude. And then so this track, Angels, is more or less entirely a ded- dedication to her. Yeah, in a sense, I kind of wrote it. I was like working on like diff- writing music from different perspectives, and I kind of wrote it from like my dad's perspective and like their like the things they told me about their growing up. So like she passed around that time. Well, she passed like several years prior to that, but um, it was it was it kind was of fresh enough. Yeah, it was fresh enough, and it needed to be like be fleshed out and like um, so that was like yeah, a big dedication to her. If I was to draw a connection to it, it would I, I would say that it's because it like took. If you, you said it was a, a couple of years, but this is like kind of a point in your life where you're like getting more connected to God, and you're realizing that her death wasn't actually like a loss necessarily, because she's still like not only the reason you're here, but an influence. Yeah, hundred percent. She had such a big impact on the family and like everything she brought together, and like you know, there's a lot of like destruction within the family that like I wouldn't say it was covered up, but essentially it was like it was kept hush. Yeah, in a sense, like, it was ignored because, like, it, it was irrelevant. And then, like, as soon as she passed, a lot of things came to light and a lot of people, like, showed their colors. They were just, like, nobody really knew the colors in a sense, like, as a whole. But it was, like, people were scheming and plotting and, like, it all kind of oh, came to the forefront, you know? It always seems to. Right? That's that's when it comes in. It wasn't even, like, a money thing. Well, I mean, it, uh, uh, you know, money's uh, always, there's money's always a always toe in the, the water. Somehow, yeah. You know? But. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no. 
Fuck, I feel you there, man. Well, um, also in 2019, you released an EP, a six track, mm-hmm. Patiently Impatient. And I feel like this is uh, you stepping into your your role there as Nolan Ryan. Um, the title track itself, the music video, it's so well done, man. I really enjoy doing this. You make you make. I, I wanted to say this at the beginning of the interview, actually, but like you you made my job very enjoyable here. Um, for the majority, actually for all the music, to be honest, but Patiently Impatient was something special. Um, let's talk about what made you want to make this into the EP that it is. Well, I appreciate that, first of all. Um, yeah, Patiently Impatient was like, because I was working on Migraine Aura, trying to come with that. And I don't know, I got sidetracked and I started to, a friend of mine, I was like, you know, I need a manager. I can't do social media, networking, videos, mixing, recording, writing, you know, it's just like, it was overwhelming. And so I kind of brought him on board and uh, he's like, we need to get a, a project together. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of working on something. So um, there's a couple of songs that got stripped off of Patiently Patient, but Patiently Patient is really just like putting together, like um, I wanted it to be an album, but the songs that stripped it off, dropped it down to an EP. Um, okay. And that was really just like intertwining what I was saying about that whole, like, I thought this one was the one for me and like, just kind of like trying to tie that all together and like really flesh out all those feelings and like emotions and like, you know, like certain things. Like if you really, if you take into context, like her and like me um, seeing the fundamentals of maybe we are meant to be, maybe timing's wrong or maybe the timings, there is no timing, you know, that it is a facade, but all of those things were kind of just like connecting the pieces of like feeling this way of like, you know, a Capricorn and a Taurus think about it. I'm gonna leave it there. Just like little subtleties and stuff. And like, um, I don't know, that whole project was just really of me, like getting the brand together and like, okay, we're going to take this to a level that it needs to be at. Cause I've been just doing EPs and not EPs, like singles and videos and touch and go. So like we bought merch, we got clothing design. Um, we got CDs pressed. Um, we did a, my first show was exclusively me. We reached out to this, these guys at industry house and did a full like release show product there. Um, so it's just like handling all that back end and like doing the full production of what it could be. Um, and that's what, that's what patiently impatient ended up being. That's wild, dude. Absolutely wild. So is patiently impatient and entirely self-produced, self-created other who's, who's we, when you say we, um, so we, in the sense of like, like my manager and I put him on and we were like grinding that and like, he was like helping fun things and like, you know, um handle things like talk i was like yo can you talk to the merch guy can you do this so essentially with cheese uh cheese was fully produced by me recorded written all that stuff mixed mastered oh no i outsourced the mixing mastering and then with patiently impatient and you did the music videos though don't don't forget that right you yeah all all that all the promo all the videos all that stuff yeah um and then patiently impatient i did I didn't want to produce anything because I was like finding myself and like, cause, cause I like spread myself so thin, like the amount of many hats, like I record, mix, produce, shoot video, edit, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I, I was like, my beats weren't good. And I was like beating myself up and it's like, yo, literally some guys are spending, you know, like Kanye says, uh, what is it three beats a day or is it, you know, five beats a day for three summers? I deserve to do these numbers type thing. And it's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And there's guys literally doing three, four beats a day. I'm for doing sure, for sure. a beat a week, a beat a month. So I can't expect my shit. And I'm leaving for two months and coming back. So like I got to find the rhythm. So I got it all outsourced. Um, so there was, I'm just looking at the back of this uh, product here, the tape here. Two, uh, two guys were in the city. Three guys were in the city. One guy was on YouTube that I found. 
Um, so everything was outsourced pr- production wise, but I handled all the mixing aspect of it. So when I was saying we, I guess in the sense of, um, yeah, I guess like the collective of everyone that like was in this, whether they were like, and like even like Breezy was a homie. I hope man's like the homie played me this um, audio recording. He sent them on Snapchat. I was like, yo, that's the interlude. Send me that. That's dope. I love the way this project came together, man. Sorry, I'm just peeking at it right now too. No, Is no it way. a six track? Did I get that wrong? It was five because the interlude. Ah, uh, because the interlude. Okay, I see, I see. That's dope, man. All right, well, let's come into some of your 2020 stuff since we are uh, running over on time here as well or grinding into overtime. You released recently a five-track EP, COVID Negative. Right. Is that is that what you call it, COVID Negative? Yeah. Yeah, that's dope, dude. What's uh, what's the inspiration behind this? Also in 2020, you released it. Actually, here, let's talk about Blessings first, sorry, before we get into COVID Negative because you released that track uh, prior to COVID Negative, right? Right. And it's still um, in 2020? Yeah, so Blessings was kind of just like tapping into the more like Christian side of me and just like embracing God and stuff. I was really like, so like the way Blessings came about, um, what I did in, um, yeah, it was 2019. So in November, yeah, okay. Sorry, my days are messed. I'm stuck in this uh, oh, 2020, dude, that's okay. you know? <laughs> it's, it's almost over, man. Right? So November, I was like, can't need to lock down into this album. Because what I was going to do is I was going to, oh, no, okay, yeah. Yeah, I was going to do this album. So I took, I was like, I want to produce 50 beats. So a little backtrack. There's a situation with, <laughs> situation with Patiently Impatient where one of the producers was on some bullshit. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. Whatever, bro. So I'm just going to produce it all. So there's never like, whatever, right? So, yeah. um, so I produced 50 tracks and what, what I wanted to do is like, since I'm doing it all, I wanted to keep it fresh and not like, like cheese. Like those songs were so old because like I would touch them and then like leave it and then do it again and just get sick of it. So I had to keep coming and going. So I went 50 beats all the way through. I wanted to produce an eight bar loop. Um, I did 45 and I was like, okay, this is a lot. And then I went back <laughs> and arranged all 45 of those. And I went back and ran vocal melodies on all those and then Ray went back and wrote to all those so that was gonna be the album and then i went to this meeting <clears throat> uh, with my manager there and um i was like yo i just want to drop this album he's like honestly you're gonna put all this work in and drop this album to go on deaf ears like you need something to kind of to build with it so blessings was within that um discography and um oh. so then that's how that came to be so i was like well let's just like get some let's just have some content for this so he's like the <clears throat> the way the industry works now is it's like you want to, labels are going to drop singles, drop singles, drop singles until something pops. Okay, now we'll package it and sell it with an album, right? Sure. So he's like, let's just do that. See what people fuck with. And then we can do a video for it and we can push it and then do the album. So Blessings was just one of those, like, let's try to put some maybe on Christian radio. I mean, I didn't like promote it enough to really get to that level, which it probably could have, but. Damn, dude, that's crazy. I want to talk about you you and your relationship with your manager as well, because not a lot of artists these days have uh, managers or a team like that, that uh, they actually respect the ear of, you know? Right. So um, shout out to him because he put me in front of a lot of people in the city and like a lot of, in a sense, like, because like my biggest thing is he knew clubs and he knew promoters because he worked in there. So I was like, yo, this yeah. is perfect. So you can handle that back end. So you introduced some people. How'd you scoop him up? Where'd you He's just a homie. Oh, hey. Yeah. So I was like, yo, if you're down, like, you know. It's up to you, really. You want to throw some investment my way? I'll cover you back, like it's fifty-fifty, you know, whatever. Well, and then eventually I'll pay you when I can pay you. So um, he he introduced me to a couple people, and we did some back and forth, and I played some music for some guys, and they gave me some feedback, and just going with that. Unfortunately, we did part ways. Um, you know, no no shade on nobody. It's really comes down to it's like he's at a certain point in his life, I'm at a certain point in my life, and like yeah, I'm not gonna 
I'm not really, in a sense, providing that value at this point for him to really invest all this time. And I mean, he's working on getting a house and, you know, doing his, his personal things and his girlfriend. And like, so, I mean, he's got to, he's got to handle his journey. I got to handle mine. And maybe if our paths realign, then, you know, the blessing, but yeah, that's, it was more just kind of getting the whole patiently and patient done all properly. And then we kind of just fell to the wayside based on like own personal aspirations, I guess you could say. Fair. Okay. I see that. And then, so uh, moving on to COVID negative then. Right. So the album was going to get dropped and then I was tripping out that I had COVID. So I like, fuck, that's what I was thinking. I was based <laughs> off his of scare. You know? And like everybody yeah. did like the COVID tape or the the quarantine tape. It was gonna be called the quarantine just the tape. Fuck I was 2020 like, tape, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I yeah. can't just do that. So like um, so I like I chilled out for a bit and like I was like, Yeah, I don't know if COVID I got tested, I didn't have it. And then <laughs> it came back again. And I was like, oh, man, like fuck. Cause I was like going to bed, like I couldn't like breathe and shit. I was like, holy fuck, like oh shit. So I'm like, I'm just gonna close my eyes, sit up straight, hopefully. So I started like doing yoga and stuff to like help myself breathe. And like at the same time, May 1st on my birthday, I completely stopped smoking weed. I was like, I need to just like cut weed out for a whole year, just do a giant reset. Yeah, yeah. So my body might have went in shock and I started exercising, like running around the block and shit again. So like and I have asthma, so like I shocked my lungs, but like I had asthma originally and they gave me like a puffer like four or five years ago and I became dependent on it in like two days. I threw that shit out and I was fine. And then it just flared up. And like a lot of people I talked to have flared up because like just the way the seasons were like last year. So like, you know, I went and got like an inhaler and everything was all Gucci, but it ended up being like, I literally gave myself a panic attack like both times. And like, if you look up COVID symptoms and like panic attack, like shortness of breath, you know, confusion, like they're literally hand in hand. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Right. So that's crazy. Um, so the COVID negative was that project. So then I was going to do a 420 tape. That's what I was working on. Okay. And then I thought I had COVID. So I was like, that's why all their very like weed-based songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the 420 tape. So anyways, yeah. So that that's what COVID negative ended up being. That's hilarious, dude. I love that story too. Man, the panic though. Right. Fuck. And like it felt um, like when my tongue was swelling up and I couldn't breathe. And it's just like, yo, chill, chill. And I'm like, okay, we're good. And that's never happened to you before like that? No, I just like, because I was looking at things as like, you know, like I'm going to affect people around me, people I'm hanging out with. Like, Oh, dude, it was know? just this. It was like you catch 22 to yourself. You got into a hole you can get out of. Yeah. And like everything I've touched, like the thing that like overwhelms me is I'm very OCD with cleanliness. It's like, nah, yeah. I literally got to clean my house. I'm like, bro, I don't want to sit Shit. there for three days and do that. Yeah, I feel you. Fuck. Well, all right, dude, we are running into overtime here. Is there any way, anything uh, that's coming up in the future or any way you want to sign off this podcast with for anyone who's listening? Yeah, so I just want to sign it off with uh, the album that got put in the vault. We're back on production, upgraded the studio equipment, so that's going to be juicy. Um, Getting that ready, going to finish that out, drop that out early next year. I don't want to rush it. Um, All White featuring Chubba is dropped, so that thing's going to be out. Y'all can stream that. I got a couple singles I'm just going to feed to the end of this year and then prep up for this album drop and just get that out and then just keep keep the content flooding, keep the growth growing, you know? What's the, what's the ETA on the rebrand too? Uh, I wanted to start off January with it, but it's not ready. I might, I want to establish some things first in 2021 Ooh. and like I might end the season off or we might start 2022 just like boom. I'm probably thinking like mid, mid 2021 is when I want to like, I gotta get the I gotta get the the catalog built up for it, and then just like yeah, yeah, feed but em. sooner than you know it. Exactly, yeah. That's dope, man. Well, thank you so much, Nolan Ryan. I really appreciate you taking the time and having this chat with me. No, definitely. Thank you for having me, man. Most appreciated. Of course, brother. All right, take care, homie. All right, blessings.
One time. Yeah, peace. Thank you for tuning in to that interview with Nolan Ryan. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to learn a little bit more about him and connect on his socials, head on down to www.reevolvemedia.com forward slash Nolan Ryan. And we are going to end the episode with another track by him. This one is called Routine. Enjoy and take care. I've been trying to get sleep, but I couldn't Try to put you on a team, but you wouldn't Give me more than just the reason why I shouldn't Long nights with no lights Feelings really got in between Maybe in another life Could've sold the denim at the same I'm looking at the highlights Just another player on the team Forgetting the last fight The same old routine, yeah Should've let the past get in the way Tryna look past the little things While you endure the damage Yeah, 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 yeah Opinions, they reflecting like mirrors You right beside me, but not in a mirror Told you the truth, but you didn't hear it Long nights with no lights Feelings really got in between Maybe in another life Could've sold the denim at the same I'm looking at the highlights Another player on the team Forgetting the last fight The same old routine Long nights with no lights Feelings really got in between Maybe in another life Could've sold the denim at the same I'm looking at the highlights Just another player on the team Forgetting the last fight The same old routine Using your past as a crutch, oh I Look past that for lust Still, fucking you wasn't enough Yeah, yeah, yeah Haunted trauma became drama Stole prescriptions from your mama Why bother resolving it? When you can just Long solve it? Long nights with no lights Feelings really got in between Maybe in another life Could've sold the denim at the same I'm looking at the highlights Another player on the team, forgetting the last fight. The same old routine. This was just a dream, but it wasn't. I've been trying to get sleep, but I couldn't. Try to put you on the team, but you wouldn't. Give me more than just the reason why I shouldn't. Said that this was just a dream, but it wasn't. I've been trying to get sleep, but I couldn't. Try to put you on the team, but you wouldn't. Give me more than just the reason why I shouldn't.